Ladies and gentlemen, I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Welcome to the Press Box, a radio show. When you turn us on, you're gonna be in the know. Cause we're working all the time. Yes, sorry. Checking every storyline. We got it. How do you do? Now we're in the press box. Everything will be all right. Shoot it, big fella. He does. And he nailed it. Oh, mercy. Party time in T-Town. Well, it's Chris and a ham. J.D. on the coast. And Mike is working the beat in the whole damn state. Cause we're working all the time. Good. Checking every storyline. Oh, do it, baby! Now we're in the press box. Everything will be alright. Trip stack right side, pitch to Carnell, who will throw a wide open Anthony Mix. Touchdown, Tiger! Here we go! On and 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 on. Cause we're working all the time. That's what we do. Checking every storyline. Big, big, big. Welcome to the press box. Everything will be alright. It's Ah, uh, We love that sound inside the press box because it means it's Friday. Mike Race inside the Breakline Optic Studios. J.D. Byers in Mobile. Chris Stewart is in Birmingham with us. Great to have you with us on great stations around the state of Alabama. And as we love to do, let's talk some college football, shall we? We go to the Action Network. As Brett McMurphy, college football insider, America's college football insider for the Action Network, joins us. And Brett, it's just great to have. I mean, it's May, but there's, I mean, there's 137 different ways we can talk about college football today. There's always something going on in the world that you cover. So, Brett, how are you, my friend? You there? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Good. Good to be with you guys. I was going to say, we got a ton of different stories to talk about. We saw you break the news yesterday regarding the 2025 College Football Playoff Championship, and looks like it's coming to Atlanta. Yeah, they they were headed to Las Vegas. Um, They, you know, this is the we're getting towards the final end of the 12 year contract, the original 12 year contract for the 14 college football playoffs. And initially, they wanted to put the game in a different city for all 12 years. That was the plan. Uh, the plan looked pretty good. <laughs> they had uh, they had 10, the first 10 uh, years are in 10 different cities. This, this year's game will be in Los Angeles. So Alabama tickets can start buying their flights right now. And then next year, it's in Houston. And then the final two years was what they were trying to fill. Well, initially they were going to put the 2025 game in, in Las Vegas, but then they've got some conflicts with a, a huge consumer electronics show there. So they weren't they weren't able to do that. So then they had to go back and get Atlanta because Atlanta had already hosted it. And then they were, were, wanted to get a different city to do the last year, but then they actually are rewarding Miami because Miami held the championship game when there was COVID. So they, you know, they didn't get the financial benefits of all the other cities that got it. Uh, ticket sales were limited to 20% that year. So it's going to end up the final two years in Atlanta and then in Miami. And then 2027 starts the new playoff, which 
who knows what that's going to be, but, um, you know, they'll start the process all over again. I fully expect that to be a 12-team playoff if the commissioners can finally get together and agree on the parameters of all that. But, um, yeah, we're set for the – at least we know where the, the next four years of the playoff will be. And, of course, we know they weren't able to expand, so those will be 14 playoffs the rest of the way out. Brad, it's Chris. Thank you for the time. It's good to hear your voice. It's been a little while. And was there another city – that was given strong consideration other than Atlanta? And I guess, does Atlanta make sense because they handle so many other things and do so relatively well? Well, here's the, the challenge, Chris. The, the first, like the first couple of years of the playoff when they, you know, had cities bid for these games, there were, I'd have to go back and look, but there were probably, gosh, I don't know, like 12 or 15 cities, I think, that bid for it. Um, just off the top of my head, like cities like San Antonio, maybe Nashville, uh, Minneapolis, I think. And then the, the longer the playoff went on, I think these communities and cities found out it takes a lot of commitment. It's, it's like hosting a Super Bowl. Sure. And it takes a lot of money and no question about it. And so I think that kind of, uh, you know, the Rose Bowl you know, bid first time out of the gate. The Rose Bowl, you know, they financially, they they can't they can't host a, a, play, a championship game the way it's currently set up. Financially, they can't they can't afford it. They don't have any help from the state uh, to put together some of this stuff. So that kind of limited the, the cities that could do this. And so then when Las Vegas fell through, you know, because they were prepared to have Las Vegas and Miami do the last two years, and that would be it. Well, when Las Vegas fell through, then it, you know, it kind of put them in a bind because now, you know, they'd love to go back to Dallas, but Dallas has the semifinals that year. Um, they could go to um, go back to Miami for that year, but Miami's hosting the, the next year. They can't do that. They would love to go back to Phoenix, but Phoenix is doing the final four that year and, and couldn't really do it. There were a couple of other cities that were possibilities, but some of them had Super Bowls going on. New Orleans, uh, you know, had events either the year before or year after that, and it's hard to host a national title game and a Super Bowl or a Final Four in consecutive seasons just because of the infrastructure, the hotels, all this other stuff that probably bores college football fans. And so basically, um, you know, it worked out well that Atlanta – you know, was available. Atlanta does not have the semifinals that year, obviously. And so, um, you know, they were able to target Atlanta. And then now, you know, look, they got to finalize everything and, you know, dot all the, the I's and cross all the T's. But good news is they've, they've filled up the four spots. But the, the thing is, Chris, that I don't think a lot of people realize, even though, you know, they've agreed they won't expand the college football playoff until 2027 and they've got to figure out that format and they, and they, the commissioners met last month. They didn't discuss the college football playoff because they know it's going to stay the way it is in the next four years, but they need to, it seems like, well, it's four years off, five years off. You got a long way to go. Actually, you don't, you, they need to get going rather quickly. And the reason is the NFL just announced this past year that they had added super wild card weekend. 
what's that mean? That that means the second week of January, they have playoff games on Saturday, Sunday, and now Monday night. Well, that Monday night was potentially targeted to be the date for the college football playoff when it expands because a 12-team playoff, you're probably going to have to move the title game a week or two later than you, you usually have had it. Well, now that's not an option because the NFL has grabbed that date. The college football playoff will not go head-to-head with the NFL. That's why you don't see any playoff games played on Sunday when there's NFL games. They move it to a – usually move Monday or move it up to a Saturday. And so, Chris, they're running out of real estate as far as when yeah. they can have this this title game and the new expanded playoff. And, yeah, it's five years off, but they need to get moving because if the NFL lays claim to these dates – you know, what are we? Are we going to have a playoff game at noon on Wednesday or something? Because the NFL's grabbed all the other prime real estate, so that is a real concern among college football officials. You know, that talk to uh, in in Arizona the past few days. Got to get you know, obviously venues, dates, kick times, but you know, clearance on television stations to even have openings. Uh, Brad, it's JD down in Mobile, Alabama, and going back just to having Atlanta as an option everything you just said on criteria because obviously you know an nfl stadium and it needs to be uh in a city that can hold it and primarily if it's not in a indoor facility needs to be in a warmer climate conducive to a january kick but uh you know an international airport nfl stadium hotels people experience hosting such games i'm kind of outside looking in at this and seeing you know cfp just got really really lucky am i am i wrong i mean because atlanta is this this jewel standing there, what if Atlanta wasn't an option? Where would they be? No, you're you're you are absolutely right. And obviously Atlanta hosted the fourth um, you know, college football title game. Great memory. Great memories for tied fans there. Everyone knows what happened in that game. But you're right. They have the, the SEC championship every year, the college football. Hall of Fame is in Atlanta, but you're right. If if say Atlanta had a Super Bowl that year, or um, you know they're obviously in the rotation to host semifinal games, and they weren't available that year, um, that would have that would have been a huge issue. And I don't know what they would have. To be very honest, I don't know what they would have done. Miami Miami couldn't have done. You, you could say, well, let's put Miami in 25 and Atlanta in 26. You can't do that because Miami's got a Super Bowl coming, and 26 was the only year they were available. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it works out great. But, yeah, if something would have happened where Atlanta was not able to do it or financially they were not able to to commit to it, it, it would have been a real tricky situation. And, honestly, I don't know what they would have done. I mean, they could have tried – you know, they could have – tried to go back to Indianapolis. They just you just had it in Indianapolis. You know, I mean, they it would have been something like that. Um, you know, maybe get a, get a city to do back-to-back years. I mean, they would have had to come up with something because, right, you, you, you're not going to have this game outside of the South if it's outdoors, and so that eliminates a lot of, a lot of potential sites. Um, they just had it in a cold-weather site. It was a dome game, so that was fine. So no, yeah, you're you're right, Mike. That that's uh, they're very fortunate. Um, you know, they've got this done. They need to they need to finalize this thing. And look, I know it's easy for me to say, but they've they've got to get going on this next format because they can't even agree on 
if they want all power five champs in the in the new 12 team playoff or it's or it's the top rated conference champs in that they've got to figure that thing out and that's going to take a while and and figure that out they can't go out to cities and try to find a title site because they don't even know the format so um you know they've got a lot of stuff going on with you know god like you said there's 107 things we can talk about you know nil and transfer portal and all this other stuff but you know this thing like everything else is got a got a real um real timeline that you know if they don't uh if they don't figure this out, there's going to be a lot of options, and they <laughs> they may all smell like bad fish. <laughs> Brett McMurphy, our guest here inside the press box. Uh, speaking of smell like bad fish, Washington <laughs> uh, is indeed tied in with with college football again, as two of the most prominent commissioners in uh, in sports are making their way there. Greg Sankey being among them. What's your what's your take on? the visit there and the conversations of what's transpiring and how that ultimately will, will impact things, uh, within college athletics. Well, Chris, how it impacts things is, is unknown. And I, and that's the thing I, I was in Arizona, the, the big 12, the PAC 12, the, the, um, big 10 and the mountain West, um, conferences have their spring meetings out there. The ACC's next week, obviously the SEC in a couple weeks and, and beautiful Destin. So I don't think anybody at any of these things knows exactly how it's going to end up. But I think with, with, uh, Greg Sankey going to speak to Congress, I think they're trying to, they're trying to get something that, get some teeth into this because the NCA doesn't have any teeth anymore to, to really do anything. And so they want to kind of get Congress to help out to, to provide some guardrails to, to basically help them come up with something that, you know, works for everybody that you can enforce because right now, um, you know, I've mentioned this before, you know, it, everyone says, well, this is like the wild, wild West. Well, you know, it is like the wild, wild west, uh, you know, and I don't mean to insult the wild, wild west, but it's worse than this. Um, and so how do you suddenly determine, okay, we are going to start enforcing it now? You know, do you go back and say, okay, does everyone get a free pass up to this point? Or can you go back and say, look, what you're doing is not NIL, it's pay for play. I mean, there's a million different things with that. And Probably in the time that we are having this conversation, there's probably new stuff going on. That's how quickly it's moving. So they went to Congress. They went to to try to get some some guidance and, and hopefully some help on this thing where Congress can step in possibly and and help figure out what they're going to do with this. Because, you know, it's um, you know. I, I'd say it's like herding cats at this point, you, but you'd probably have more success herding cats than you would trying to trying to reel in what's going on with the NIL right now. Outside of NIL, outside of the the ever bubbling conversation about uh, Power Five splitting and doing their own thing, what's the biggest story? What between the lines? What's the biggest off season story for you? as it relates to the next college football season. Certainly those are the biggest two in the, in the power five splitting apart. That's not something, 
Chris, it's going to happen overnight, but I, I feel very strongly and I hate this. I think in the next, I don't know, three to five years that that's a very real possibility. And again, I, I hate that that's going to happen, but that's where we're headed. Um, I'd say, um, you know, basically the, the transfer portal and the, and the difficulty with, with colleges, you know, staying at, uh, you know, 85 scholarship players, because it's, you know, when you lose right now, currently, when you, when you lose players, you can't just go out and, and re-sign somebody like, you know, the NFL can to maintain your, maintain your roster. So they're certainly working on that now, you know, Todd Barry with the, uh, the, with the football, um, group is trying to help, um, come up with a way to do that. Um, and also you, you just look, look, I think, I think players should be able to transfer. I don't think they should be limited, but you know, there has to be a better, better way to do it when, you know, the majority of players that go into the transfer portal do not have, do not end up going somewhere else. That's not right. You know, there's a reason why everybody doesn't, you know, apply to go to the NFL because there's only a select group that will end up playing in the NFL. You do have some, some players that, you know, leave early for the NFL that don't make it. But I would say the percentage that don't make it compared to the percentage that do make it um, is very small. The, most of the guys that, that, that file to go to the NFL make it because they know it because they're, they're either their coaches or there's advisor, advisory committees. There's something that are giving them great information, realistic information on whether they can go or not. That's not the case with the transfer portal. It, it's become AAU basketball on steroids. You've got third parties. You've got guys, you know, carrot on a stick with, oh, you're going to get the, an NIL deal at this school. And so you've got guys leaving left and right. And then the smoke clears, and they've got nowhere to go. And what are they going to do now? So, Chris, I think that's the biggest priority, along with what you just mentioned, is trying to trying to figure out this transfer portal thing, where kids can, you know, they're still able to get out, but also, you know, to make sure that there are actual places that these guys end up, so they're not just left left with nowhere to go. Find him on uh, Twitter at. Brett underscore McMurphy and also at Action Network HQ. Always appreciate your time. You're very generous and great to talk to you again. Hey, you got it, Chris. And when it's, when Alabama's beating somebody by seven touchdowns, you, you're free to use the opponent's defense. Smells like bad fish. It's all yours. <laughs> I, I already dropped yeah. that when if I you'll know I've won the lottery, Brett. If you tune into Nick Saban's television show. And you go, you see me say something along the lines of, Coach, boy, the way you're going up and down against him, it looked like their offense just smelled like bad fish. Yeah, drop that on Saban. He'd love that one. If I win the lottery, I will. Because <laughs> that's your last interview, right? That's my last anything. See you, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks, you. guys. Thank you. Yes, again, Brad yeah. McMurphy. And again, yeah, that'll be a rejoin. I've already made a note in my notes here. Yeah, it came at the 12-minute 12, yes. 12 mark. I'll be, I'll be digging that one up for a rejoin. Uh, down the road somewhere. It is Brett McMurphy again, as Chris says, at Brett underscore McMurphy on Twitter and at Action Network HQ. 
Want to talk to the guys? Hit them up at the contact page online at PressBoxRadio.com or find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at PressBoxRadio1. That's PressBoxRadio and the number one. That's how you can earn access to the PressBox. 